circumstances without being too cruel. I, I, I just wanted to point that out because oh, I suck at that myself. And <laughs> oh, I'm going to take some notes from like you on that. I like being mean to people. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to learn how to complain without you know, putting other people down. So right on. I, I like that you do that. Oh, cool. Thank you. Thanks, other comments? Yay! Allison Hooker! And guys, if you have extra time, which she did, you should use that time to tell people where your shows are upcoming or what have you, because why not? Um, all right. Your next comedian. Uh, it looks like a new name, uh, but I'm excited to have her here. Everybody put your hands together for Dvora Kazdan. <laughs> Hey guys, are you guys ready for some Jewish humor? <laughs> so I'm not trying to be a stereotype right now, but I'm deciding between being an accountant, a comedian, or a rabbi. Um, I'm an accounts payable clerk by day. I'm trying this shit out at night. And my dad is a Jews for Jesus rabbi in San Diego who wants me to take over the family business. This is a true story. Um, so when I told, when I first told my dad that I want to be a comedian, he was supportive. He was like, that's great, honey. But are you sure you don't want to be a rabbi? Like, I love my job. I get to tell jokes in front of the congregation. I s can surf whenever I want. Yes, he surfs. Everybody in San Diego surfs. That's why I got the fuck out of there. Um, and I just thought about it for a second, and I was like, huh, but can I make jokes about anal and still be a rabbi? Because then I might consider. And then he was like, well, you know, honey, as Jews, we've been getting anal from the universe since before time began. So if you want to talk about anal, you have to be a Jew. Um, no, I think if I were a rabbi, I'd institute a second circumcision, which would involve full castration, like Lorena Bobbitt style. I'd probably walk around the congregation singing the, the Hof Torah blessing, like, Baruch Atad and I, snip. Eloheinu Melech Alam, snip. Sur Kol Amim, snip. Sadik Bakol Hadarot, snip. Notice the word Sadik in the blessing. Sounds like Sadik. I take that as a sign from God to saw some dicks off. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like your dick is already whipped out as I'm like reading the Torah portion. So I take that as consent for a second circumcision. Like, I don't think you could smash the patriarchy, but I do think you could slice it in one fell swoop. Um, I'm single. <laughs> I'm not wor too worried about being single, though, because my grandma got more dick on J-Date than me last year. Um, she's a proper British Jewish woman. Like, her accent is so posh that I can only repeat it. I could only do it if I repeat things that she says. Like, she would call my house and be like, hi, Liz, this is your mother. I'm just calling to wish you a good Shabbos. Or my friends call me the Duchess or you're getting fatter, fatter. 
Um, she was seeing a younger man, and by younger I mean 75. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom called me up about it and was like, I don't agree with what's going on. Like, your grandmother took this guy home after one date. <laughs> and I just was like, or wait, no, <laughs> I messed that up. Now, most people don't want to hear about their grandma's sex life, but I do. Um, and to my mom, I was like, first of all, like, grandma's basically dead. Like, let her go out with a bang. Get it? Bang. And second of all, I was thinking, like, what am I doing worrying about finding a boyfriend? Like, I'll just catch my dick when I'm 86. Okay, you guys are awesome. Uh, I feel like you're missing an opportunity at the beginning. Uh, the three of us walk into a bar. Okay. Like me, myself, and I are, I think there's a cheesy joke there with like an accountant, yeah. <laughs> you know, and a, a, what was the third, an accountant, something in a stand-up comedian, why walk, we walk into a bar or whatever the three of you are. Uh, and surfing is, um, I'm surprised because, you know, it makes sense for the Christians down there because it's like Jesus walking on water. They're like, I just want to walk on water. Yeah. And I feel like that could be a tag for you that... Everyone's walking on water. Jesus wasn't so fucking special, was he? Uh, and then there's a thing uh, called, well, it's, it's not, it's, I don't know, surfing is like, anyways. Yeah. All, and don't surfers all think they're God or something that the, the earth is breathing. Uh, circumcision, <laughs> circumcision is choice is decision. It, that's, a, that's a group of people that go around. You can tagline them. It's like a thing on the internet. Circumcision is choice is decision. Anyways, I just feel like you're talking about circumcision. That was okay. lovely. I, it's just, it's a movement that exists. So I, I don't know. I'd just be interested in, in whatever, uh, like but the that's movement all is for them to have. Like, yeah. It's like oh, okay. the idea behind that is like adults that don't, that you don't, not forcing your children to be circumcised when they're babies, but like waiting till they make the conscious choice when they're six, 15, 16, 17, 18. It's, yeah, it's circumcision, his choice, his decision. It's a whole movement. But that's why, I mean, your joke, the concept is very edgy of what you're going to, and I, and I like that, and I would just keep delving, because I'm, I'm interested in the concept of like, I don't know, it's a social idea of circumcision. Is it supposed to happen because it's clean or not, or it's a Jew thing? It's, we white people do it because we're lazy. Like, I don't know what's happening with that, but I think it's a good place to delve into because it's unique. Yeah. So that's all I have to say. Yeah, it's fun. I actually knew someone in college who said that um, circumcision was the number one human rights violation in the world, which I, yeah, I wouldn't call it number one, but <laughs> that's, that's probably a little too far, but yeah, no, it's a real thing, so you can play with that. I also, I really like the premise of, uh, like, your grandma taking a guy home on the first date, and you you stopped yourself because you messed up the joke, but I, I really just wanted you to say, like, mom, it could be her last date, like, <laughs> like that's, she's got only so much time, like, that's a, that's a fun premise. I missed to play with, so um, yeah, that was great. I just wanted to point out when you were doing that prayer that uh, if you, uh, it's, you're sp it's supposed to be singing, right? Like there are notes yeah. in it. If you pronounce that a little bit more, I think it might accentuate the snip part. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I also liked the, the line that you had where uh, you were saying like um, most people don't know want to know about their grandma's sex life. 
but I do, right? <laughs> like, I just like that, like, pause in there. I, I just wanted to point that out. That's just, like, a fun thing. Another really fun, silly thing that I kind of wanted to know more about was uh, your dad. Because just the idea and the imagery of a surfing rabbi is just, like, so silly and fun that I, don't, I just kind of wanted to know more about that character, right? Yeah. And just, like, that world that he lives in. But it was great. Yeah. Everybody clap wildly. Yay, Dvorak has done! Moving along here on the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. I'm excited for your next comedian. Uh, he he was on a virgin um, a podcast called Some Call Me Tim a Wild Back, and uh, it was a great interview, and I enjoyed it very much. And uh, he's here now. He's a great storyteller. He's a funny guy. Can't put your hands together for Justin Q. Thank you. Um, I don't want to cause trouble, but I just have the perfect joke in my pocket to follow that conversation. I think that circumcising your kids makes you a bit of a dick. Uh, I wish I had more than four minutes. I would love to talk about the paintings in this room. I understand that they were done by a woman, is that right? And I want to meet her. I think that this is my type of person. I think, I think we need to hang out if you, if you want to hook her up with me. Um, all else I've got is I'm just going to whine about dating for a few minutes, uh, as many of these as I can get through. Dating isn't fun anymore. I think it's been ruined by technology. We can all agree with that. I can swipe left and right till my hand is tired, and she still needs to get out her vibrator. <laughs> Meeting women online is also no fun. It's like a raffle where the only prize is disappointment. <laughs> A lot of girls I meet online tell me they're polyamorous eventually or right away. And you know, and you know, I'm, I think it's great that, uh, that you're getting so much action. But for me, being with a girl that a bunch of guys are fucking is like eating a sandwich that a bunch of guys are fucking. <laughs> Sometimes I'll meet a girl online and I'll get all excited. I haven't been on a date in a while and I show up and she looks nothing like her picture. And I'm always so disappointed by that, I barely let her spend the night. Uh, they say the thing about online dating, I don't know if you've heard this, that the odds are good but the goods are odd. Ever heard that? Uh, it's not true. The odds are not that good. Uh, I figured out, actually, if you take what I earn per hour, right, and you multiply that by the amount of time it actually takes me to get one girl to meet me in real life from the internet, I could take all that time and money, and I could buy a shotgun and blow my fucking head off. I know complaining about online dating is like passe, it's boring, everybody does it, but you know, it's also not fair because it's only thanks to internet dating I actually sleep with a ton of women every year which I think if you do the math is like seven or eight um, a lot of guys measure their sex lives entirely by the number of women they've slept with and that's that is wrong to do it's the number times height over weight it's 2018 learn math um, I would quit online dating. I'm sick of it. But it's even harder to meet women in real life. It's just gotten so confusing. Like, I thought it was going to be a lot easier to get laid at a slut walk. <laughs> I'm not sure what I was supposed to expect. 
Um, but I'm not ready to give up yet. I'm very stubborn. I don't give up very easy. I'm the kind of guy who I kept the same condom in my wallet for years before I could finally admit you're only supposed to use them once. <laughs> um, Trojan, by the way, not the best name for a condom. The Trojan horse is known, right, for sneaking in and breaking open and releasing a bunch of men who ruin everything. <laughs> Uh, where are we? So I've had a lot of relationship problems. I'm, I'm pretty bitter. Once I was with this girl and like I was more into her than she was into me. And she had a problem with that. She said it was a waste of a perfectly good strap-on. Uh, and when she left, it just made me want to extinguish hope forever. Kind of a stupid name is Hope anyway. <laughs> I know I sound bitter, I know like I sound, you know, but I've, I know I have my part in all this too. Like, before I can really love someone else, I know I have to love myself. It helps me last longer. <laughs> I don't get what the big deal is about makeup sex. I hear people rave about makeup sex all the time, and I've tried it. It's not any more fun than normal, and it takes forever to get the lipstick off my cock. <laughs> Uh, I think that's about all I can fit in, right? All right, thanks. Yay, Thank you. Hey, Justin Q! Uh, wow. Uh, you have you have really great writing, and uh, I think it sounds great on the radio because memorization is a thing. Like, nobody would know in Radioland. It was so funny just listening to it. Yeah. Um, but... And that works for this medium, but having it, and there, it's really good writing and it's probably new stuff, but memorization will help you just in your regular stuff. Yeah. But your delivery is so funny because with, you said you shoot, you're going to shoot yourself. I was thought that was very funny. So kudos. It's hard to, it's hard to make a suicide joke. Uh, funny. I've got a lot of those. And the ton, the ton Why thing, I like this chick. your math jokes, the reason that you can't get a lady is because you tell math jokes, but no, they're really funny. Like the math jokes are really, really funny the ton and mm-hmm. then the weight over thing that was all very very clever very mm-hmm. clever 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 mm-hmm. so yay i just say just memorize all that shit and you're yeah, good to go that's the yeah i keep rewriting it and i can never remember the order but i'm trying to finalize it yeah i would okay this forgive me if this sounds weird but i think you should play up the jokes that you said that made you sound a little creepier because that was a really fun angle to hear that from because i think everything that wasn't like talking about extinguishing hope that that's oh i was gonna say which jokes were those yeah yeah exactly extinguish hope um i have more like that yeah uh yeah you could even uh if you want to uh because okay and this is i don't mean to say anything uh like you don't seem like the guy who has who is with six or seven women every year, which is okay. I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. actually not that guy. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm saying if you do that ton joke, uh, like if you say I've slept with a ton of women in my life, and it's like that's like two or three, like um, then maybe it's a little tighter. And so life and not year. Yeah, I think I, I think that that would be funny because it it shrinks the number even more. Uh, oh, so it makes me look more like a. Like, it like makes a, them fatter. Yeah. Oh, I see. It because if you sleep with a ton of women of and there's, so there's four this, of them, there's that means they were all 250 pounds. You're calling them fat, which is so mean, like instead of every year, just I've, it's only because of online dating I've slept with a ton of women. Yeah. Which or, is, I think, yeah, like you could say in my yeah. life or not. But yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely like a lot of fun little things you did. I would focus on those. Um, those jokes that got laughs here because when you got laughs they were quick they yeah. were very quick jokes and 
that's those are fucking great so mm-hmm. yeah do that that was, that was fun awesome thank you yeah so yeah do that that's great <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i just want to yeah dude super clever a lot thank of you. really clever funny stuff um I was just the, uh, the only thing I was going to point out was that like for your darker jokes that landed for me what really made it like made me feel comfortable despite how dark they could be yeah. was just like you had like a little like smile on your face just to kind of let like the, everybody know that you're you know you're just like we're having fun yeah right and yeah. so like I know you can't hear it on the radio so but, but you, sorry, it you came can, across you can hear it, a little. it yeah. came across listening wise like you can that hear you were very likable you can hear and, smiles yeah, yeah kind of yeah it just made it fun yeah, yeah. thank you it was cool thanks very much um, my only thought was I, I really liked your stuff. It's so funny. Thank you. Um, I think that the the ones that had the like moment, I would almost want to see them earlier. Cause like yeah, I someone told like, me the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like we we start to like really like you, and then you do like a bomb drop. I'm like, wait. <laughs> so I feel like if yeah. you did them first, I don't know. I just I just think it would make some of the other ones. Can you point out which ones, the, like the ones uh, right? The one where you like, I would go buy a shotgun and shoot my head off. Right, like, okay. I so like anything that that's really familiar. uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would just set the tone. That's just my opinion. Because I have difficulty telling which ones are more and less uncomfortable to people. Uh, I'm going to have to run that by. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good, good, very um, helpful, though. Thank you. There's just one suggestion. Live in your jokes more. Be like louder and like more present. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and I don't do that. Stand by the things you're saying firmly. Yeah, and that's it. And I'm then there'll them, be yeah. jokes, and I'm, then you'll be fine. I'm reading them a different way every time and seeing what works. And yeah, yeah. Stop, stop. You're right. More, more. Yeah. Yeah. Just memorize them. And then when yeah. it comes out the way it comes out, because it's memorized, it'll, you'll see what, it's, then you can play with it that yeah, way. Yeah. I think it's easier for it to naturally come out and then decide which way you want it rather than trying to plan which way you want. Like right. just learn the words first and you'll be fine. Yeah. I don't care any way you learn the words when you learn them, land on them and stay on them. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yep. Okay. I like That's it. all I'm saying. I think that would be good for you because like at least you know, you'd have the audience with you, good or bad or indifferent. Cool. You know, that's 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 my only suggestion. Everybody well, clap you. for our favorite creep, Justin Q. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're not creepy. You're a very lovely person. What a lovely guy. You're an ex-comedian, another lovely lady. She's been producing shows. You guys should go see him. Put your hands together for Cass Inglesby. <laughs> So, um, are you guys sports ball fans? Any sports ball fans in the room? (laughs) So, have you guys been watching uh, the March Madness? Like, all the basketball tournaments are going on? Yeah. I have a really hard time watching basketball, um, mostly because of the commentary. It's like... um, uh, the game's tied at 69, or um, he got the rejection, or um, he keeps feeding the horse. I really don't know what that one means, but um, it sounds really dirty. So, yeah, um, I, it was similar um, when I in high school when I was trying to read *Lords of the Flies*. Have you read? You guys read *Lords of the Flies*? Yeah. Um, so I had a really hard time. I couldn't. I didn't read it. I was listening to it on audiobook because that's what I do. Um, and uh, I had a really hard time listening to it because it was like. Piggy blew, uh, Piggy bent down and blew the conch. I'm like, I, okay, I can't listen to this smut. This is this is too much for me. Uh, yeah, so I I have a dirty mind, I guess. Um, I started looking at porn.
porn when I was nine years old. Um, it was in Playboy's in my grandfather's bathroom. Um, now, as an adult looking back, it was I, 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 they, were, I, they were really dirty. Thinking about it, thinking about those magazines, are probably really dirty. Not not because of the imagery, but because they were my grandfather's porn collection. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and so I, I'm a little weird. I get made fun of a lot. I have a lot of uh, nicknames and stuff like that. Um, in high school, someone someone would call me freak, and then they would like run down the hall um, as if I was like gonna cast a spell at them or something. And then I would yell back, "But I went to your brother's funeral." Um, yeah, I'm not very good at comebacks. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so. Um, what else is going on? <laughs> what else is going on? Yes. Um, yeah, so there was rumors. There's been rumors about me uh, because I'm weird. Um, like uh, like that I slept with the math teacher and gave myself an abortion and um, kept a fetus in a jar. Um, I don't really know where this came from. It's not really, a, it's not true. Um, it was with the science teacher. Why else would you keep the fetus in a jar? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I think what else, is, what else is going on in my life? I don't know. I got a pap smear the other day. If you're not familiar with the pap smear, that's uh, when a stranger fingers you for business, not pleasure, uh, and the state pays for it because I got Medi-Cal. Um, so that's, they found out that uh, my uh, cervix is right-leaning. Um, so there's no, there's no health problems with that. It's just there will be more debates when I have to get an abortion. Um, I, but I, I am left-leaning. I only have tattoos on the left side of my body um, but uh, yeah I think yeah I think that's good uh, I think that's what I'm working on today so thank you Cass Inglesby Um, when you were doing the cast a spell thing, I was like, why? Because you were carrying a Harry Potter wand or okay. was it like magic, like witchcraft magic, like from the craft where you were like lighting candles or was it, you know, Harry Potter witchcraft, like with you were playing Quidditch in the halls, something fucking weird and uh, left leaning. I feel like you have a tag there where you can get political and you can be like, you know, I, I only cried about Bernie Sanders once or mm. something, something like left leaning because obviously like. I'm left-leaning all my tattoos are on one side and you know I you know something super leftist and and everyone should have homes well although that's not funny and that's true but some think of something super like left-leaning that people would say that are like you know on the verge of socialism I'm sure you can come up with lots of things <laughs> okay uh, before I compliment you I want to make sure you're doing this on purpose that your story your delivery is great I think it's very funny the way that it's sort of like unconfident, you look at the floor and you're, you know, it's very, got a nerdy vibe, you're doing that on purpose? Um, it started out as not on purpose and then I started utilizing it as, as part of okay. what I do, yeah. Cool, I think that's, I think that's great, I think that can go very far. Um, one thing for me was I, for a couple of your jokes, I wasn't really sure whether you had made the punchline or not, and I okay. think you could clarify that, so when you said your cervix is right-leaning, I thought where you were going with that was that it has Republican political opinion. Mm, yeah. And that was the joke, right? Yeah. I wasn't yeah. totally sure of that oh, when you okay. finished. So you can I say your uterus voted for yeah. <laughs> Trump or something. Yeah, yeah, or something like my my uterus put in for Ted Cruz. Something that leads us to the rest of the way there. But I, I think that was all okay. pretty good. My uterus has Centaurum in it. Sorry. We looked up Centaurum today, and boy, was that fun. 
he did he did something else again terrible he was like something in the real news and Jonathan was like Rick Santorum I'm like yeah that's the thing with has to do with anal sex and he's like what anyways sorry totally not does anybody have any other comments or will you tell us where your upcoming shows are because I know you produce things uh, yeah so um, I co-host a radio show on another station sorry no no um, FCC free you yeah, get, so, we have no problem with FCC free okay, cool. tell them about it what day yeah, um, time so for to download it's great yeah so on Sundays from uh, noon to two it's called what's really happening with uh, Luke Sauer and I'm the co-host um, so you can, can check that out in FCC free radio absolutely yeah. fccfree.com.org which way is it? Uh, if you Google it, it's the first thing that comes up. So. Fantastic. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, don't you produce a show at Slate? Yes, on Fridays? Uh, every fourth Saturday at Slate Bar, um, it, uh, I produce a show. Um, it's from 7 to 9 uh, every fourth Saturday. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Everybody, Cass Inglesby. <laughs> All right, moving right along, your next comedian. She's actually on an upcoming uh, showcase at Milk Bar, and I'm sure she'll tell you all about it after her jokes. Put your hands together for Angel Weaver. What's going on, everybody? Party time. Um, I recently got really sick. And I think it was from a mic, an open mic. And I was like, I kind of wish open mics were more like strip clubs where you have to wipe it down afterwards. It's disgusting. Uh, but I lost my voice. But I went to, don't worry, I'm not contagious, Kaiser said. Sometimes I wonder if doctors just say that to get new business, you know? <laughs> like, don't worry, you're not contagious. <laughs> Go to work. Breathe on people. I love it. Um, but I do have this... <laughs> Uh, I'm sad that joke went so well because I can't use it when I'm not sick. Okay, um, so I have this raspy voice that I think is cool now. I kind of wish my voice sounded like this all the time because then I could be like a phone operator, like, hey, Big Daddy. You know, like, what can I get you? What do you want? Oh, yeah. Number five with fries, pull up to the next window for your total. <laughs> I think that could be kind of cool. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about the Me Too movement, which I think is really sad. Like, people are just assholes. Um, and but and I, it made me start thinking. I was like, has this happened to me? Like, has this happened to me? Like, has someone given me a pill before sex and tried to take advantage of me? And I was like, I definitely haven't been given a pill before, but I've definitely been asked to take one after, you know? <laughs> Plan B. Plan B is interesting. I'm like, Plan B is an interesting name for a pill that uh, doesn't allow for you to get pregnant because, like, there's so many other options, you know? Like, it's definitely not the second option. Like, there's condoms, there's birth control, there's the POM, the pull-out method. Like, there's a ton of things that you can do, but I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, all of those things have a little bit of a risk, right? Like, condoms are not 100%. Neither is birth control, neither is the pull-out method. So maybe plan B makes sense because plan A, the only thing that's going to really prevent pregnancy, uh, anal. <laughs> plan A for anal. <laughs> 
I so when I was writing that joke, I Googled it because I wanted to make sure it was true. I was like, can you get pregnant from anal though? Um, and it turns out you can if a little bit of sperm just travels from your asshole right into your vagina. So you're welcome in case you guys were wondering that. I was like, if you get pregnant from anal, your kid is definitely going to be an ass, right? <laughs> He's going to be an asshole. Uh, speaking of kids, I don't see a lot in San Francisco, but I did see a mom and a daughter getting on BART the other day, and the daughter went to go sit in the reserve seating, and the mom was like, no, you can't sit there. Like, those are for special people. And the daughter, like, in all her cuteness was like, but aren't I special? <laughs> and the mom was like, honey, no. <laughs> and, like, went, and, went, and I was like, that is such good parenting. Like, I feel like when I'm a parent, that's definitely something that I'm going to do. Um, all right, I'm going to end on an Uber pool joke because I feel like I tell Uber pool jokes all the time. So I take a lot of Uber pools. Um, and one thing that I love about Uber pools is that they let you know how long it's going to be before they come. And I really wish men would start doing the same, you know, <laughs> like an hour too long. Cancel. I don't need that. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Yay. Angel Weaver. I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, how nice that you have uh, insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can hear it in your voice, but I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, really funny stuff. Um, the only thing I would be careful of is, um, it, this is so weird, but I mean, like, uh, maybe like six years ago, even I did a joke about the butthole cum going into your vagina and becoming a baby. So, uh, there's, um, I, I, I know I'm sorry I just it's I know it's so obscure no, and I'm no, sure no, it would be helpful. like but it's one of those things where like I did this one joke in the beginning and I it was about how much pubic hair I have and I was like I have a chastity pelt and I thought I was so fucking original I was like I'm the smartest person alive and then like I met like six other people that had the same punchline and I was like oh but just yeah. something to be I don't know aware of, aware of. yeah I mean but it's mighty specific but you're, it was very funny. You're, you're even, even low energy. You're still really entertaining to watch. And no, I mean, I know. And, and, and the stuff about sickness, like that's all really topical and you're talking and you have great personality. And so it's just enjoyable to, you know, listen to. Thank you. Yeah. I really liked your first joke about how people fucking get sick and fucking talk right into a microphone and spit all over the goddamn microphone and please don't fucking do that oh my god but no it's great um now the other the other thing is um you did it and you're fucking you're a great writer like you've 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 got this shit down you do you pace uh, when you're on stage, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but it gives this it gives this like sense that you're not as confident as you are or should be. Okay. Um, so just try like doing a set where you just got your feet just in place, and even if you don't like tell a fucking joke the whole time, just like as long as your feet stay still, that's a good set, and just kind of see how it feels and see if see if it like helps shit land better. But, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Max. Helpful. 
Yeah, I just want to echo what Max said about the first joke. It's super clever, and I'm glad somebody finally said it. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> tell, tell us about your upcoming showcase at Milk Bar. Yeah, I'm on a showcase the 13th of April at the Milk Bar. Uh, the show's produced by Graham Galloway and a couple other folks. Um, I'm also going to be at Cobbs on the 22nd. If anybody wants to get on my guest list, just slide my DMs. I'd be happy to add you. Uh, yeah, 13th and the 22nd of April. Come see me. Everybody, Angel Weaver! with my music and it's off okay that was weird I was like what is happening with the world and the music yay alright you're next to me and he's been giving great comments all night long put your hands together for Casey Fields So uh, I know this is joke workshop, but I, I feel like um, I, I got to call an audible and uh, just um, uh, just be re <laughs> just be really honest with you guys about um, uh, where I'm at. I just wanted because I just really need help with um, performance and truth and. Um, listening to your inner voice in comedy, and this seems like a supportive room, and I figured you guys are good to talk to about this, because I have no one else to talk to about this. Um, so I'm an insecure person. Uh, I didn't know that I was up until like maybe recently, um, but I am, and um, uh, okay, sorry. I'm gonna actually put money in here, just because you guys, I feel bad that you guys had to listen to this, and I know you guys didn't expect therapy, I don't have money for a therapist, but I came to put $5 in the fucking thing. Uh, anyway, I'm an insecure person. I, I, I grew up in a, in a uh, strict Christian uh, background. Like, that's where my, my, my mom is like a Japanese Christian, so it's like extra, like, persecuted Christian. And so it's really um, in my bones. And, uh, yeah. And... Um, it's uh, it's part of who I am to be kind of uh, afraid of things. And um, last year when I started doing open mics, uh, I started by doing like a lot of one-liners and um, those are like lots of fun. I still love one-liner comedy, you know, like it's really, really fun. And um, I, I eventually, like maybe about like four months in, started to get actual laughs, like people actually responded to things, uh, which was nice. But I still kind of felt this like, I, I wasn't, it, it didn't like satisfy that part of me. And I think it's because when I was growing up, um, comedy was not just an escape. It was a way for me to understand the world. Uh, I like grew up with like, um, you know, no cable, right? I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of movies, right? I, I got taken out of school when I was 15 because like my <laughs> parents found out that they teach <laughs> evolution <laughs> in school. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cosmos blew my mind last year. It really, like, anyway. Uh, and uh, it, it, and uh, one of the things that I really struggle with, just because of this, this who I am, is uh, I, I wanted to be like a lot of these other open micers, like Valerie Vernali, right? Um, 
Greg Gettle, um, yeah. you know, Matthew Quirk, these people that come up on stage and it feels really real because they're, they're really speaking their truth, right? Even if you might disagree with them, it's still their truth and their voice. And it felt so, it, that's what really made me laugh, that like gut level laugh, yeah. right? And I was like, I, I just want to, I want to fucking do that. I want to do that so bad. And I got around to writing that material, like finally, recently, I felt like, and um, this last week I've been hitting mics hard with... <laughs> You guys, <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, and everybody here I've seen, right? And um, it, I, uh, I've, I've been, I've been chasing it really hard, and I've, I've noticed that one of the hardest things for me is to make eye contact mm. with people in the room. And even though I can, I, I know my set by heart when I'm rehearsing at home and just pacing back and forth in my, in my bedroom, I, I, when I go on stage, I, I make eye contact with the audience and the words just fall apart. I fuck up the order, right? I get the, I get the um, beats wrong, right? The, my, my, um, my timing gets all fucked up. And um, I, I just wanted to, I, I know I'm not alone. I know everybody has nerves. This takes a lot of courage to come up on stage. That's part of what it is, right? It's like, it's an act of bravery. You, it, that's what, there has to be stakes, right? You're kind of expressing yourself. So I just want to know if you guys have any tips. <laughs> I know you might just be like, I don't know, man, you might have to see a doctor and get medicated. I don't know what to tell you, but, um, and that's okay too, if you don't, if there are no answers, but uh, I was just wondering if you guys had anything, you know, for warming up, just getting comfortable with audiences. Maybe it's just time, like, I, you know, um, but uh, that's all I uh, wanted to share. So thanks. Hey, stay up there, Casey Fields. Okay, first I have a tag for you. Your ja mom was a Japanese Christian. It was no loaves, five fish. <laughs> right? Because it was, it's supposed to be five loaves and two fish. And then with that, he did the miracles and fed hundreds of people. But Japanese Christians are no loaves, five fish. I think that's fucking hilarious. But uh, we can start that conversation you wanted to start with people, which is, um, you know, how do you get comfortable what do you, how do you do, do you have like a warm up? Do you, you know, do you look at, do you do ad crowd work? Do you practice crowd work? Like, what do you do? Yeah. You said you started like. I mean, uh, no, I, um, I, I used to be able to look people in the eye when I wasn't invested in the joke, right? When it wasn't me in it. Uh, but when I started expressing myself and being actually honest, sure. right? And not just making up fun little absurd things. Right. Uh, that's when things started to fall apart. And I know it's something just in here. I, kn I know it is. Um, and I was just wondering, yeah, if you guys have any tips. <laughs> First of all, stop telling yourself you're insecure. Okay, that's good. That's a little bit of neurolinguistic programming. That's if you if you remember that everybody feels like you could be judged for saying something that's yeah. true about yourself, and we all just walk around doing it anyway. You just go, well, I'm not. There's, I'm not worse than them. I'm not different than them. I can be confident in what I say too. Yeah. Step, uh, tip number two: Go slow. Take a five minute, take a three minute bit, and do it in five minutes, so that you have time to think while you're on stage. So that you can, time. so that you don't fuck up every time. So okay. that you can take a minute and just go, I'm going to do this right. Because then you'll get it in your muscles and you'll do it right faster next time. It's like playing an instrument. Your body's yeah. an instrument. Yeah. All right. Awesome. That's what, what I would say. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to basically say what he said. Just basically. I think that one's off. Slow down. I think that one got turned off somehow. The <clears throat> switch on it. Yeah, there's a switch on it, isn't there? Okay, here we Is it on now? Yeah, now it is. All right. Well, I was just going to say just calm down, relax, 
and don't just think about Remember that these are the same people that you were telling those old, dumb, like, quick jokes at. Yeah. Right? And not just that. They're just a bunch of fuckers. And, like, you just look at them. And, look, I swear to God, in my head, I think about my high school class. And I think about how a bunch of shitheads they are. And then, like, I go, like, oh, well, if I'm not at least talking to them, you know, what am I talking at? Yeah. I need to, like, talk to somebody that I, like, needs to hear what I'm saying. And that's, like, kind of part of it, like, at least for me. Like, if I was just talking to, like, I don't know, just nothing. I don't know. It's, like, bullshit. But, like, I need to be able to think about the thing, the, like, the target in my mind and be confident in the things that you are saying. And if you believe in the things that you're saying, you'd be able to look anybody in the eye, right? Because that's what you believe in. If you believe in the things that you say, you'll be able to look anybody in the eye and say it, right? Actually, I, no, that's my problem. <laughs> no, well, I guess maybe you don't believe what, you, or what you're saying, right? Well, like, oh, like the jokes that you are saying, mm-hmm. you don't believe in the jokes? No, I believe in them. Well, it's just scary. To, it's scary to tell people the truth. It. It's scary to tell people the truth is what I'm telling do you. Do you? Fuck wait, them. K- Casey, Casey, do you have anything else in your life? Do you have a real job or any other kind of like thing that you do with your life besides sure. comedy right now? Yeah. You have, what is that? Well, I just, I write training documents. Like I just. What does that mean? It's like basically That's like awesome. I have to go. <laughs> I, I basically do a lot of grunt work for like it's like contract writing, uh-huh. you know, or just like that kind of stuff. You like you, you know, like you write manuals and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Uh, is there any of your own voice in anything you. that you're writing, or is it all not for work? So, but that's interesting because you're constantly cr- using a, your creative tool for something that has zero creativity in it. Yep. True. And that's so when you're practicing your craft, the way that you are constantly you're a writer, but the things that you're forced to write are these things that have no personality. So then, of course, you're like, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna write these absurd things that have nothing to do with me because what you're writing, anyways, has nothing to do with you. So. I I would challenge you to just, and don't even think about it as comedy, just have like a diary or just a straight book that you force yourself to write in about anything about yourself for like... 20 minutes a day. Okay. The, the, and, the and, but be, but, hey, pure, be purely personal because the writing that you practice every day is banal and has no connection to yourself. Right. And the writing that you're crafting comedically also has nothing to do with yourself, but it's clever because you're using the craft of writing as like a puzzle to put things together and be comedic. Right. But so work on that part of you that's just you being personal with yourself. And then you'll see that that other craft you're using will have something to draw from. Got it. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. So I have another comment. I think with open mics, there's a lot of pressure to be um, at the same level as other people at the open mics because people have been doing doing them comedy for 10 years or three years, whatever, however long they've been doing it. So there's a pressure to be at the same level that they're at. Where I think that you need to look at what level you are you're at, and if you if you need to practice at looking people in the eye, just take the time of an open mic, just stare at the audience. Like, yeah, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Don't say a word. Just look at every people will laugh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Eventually nice. it'll get uncomfortable enough, right? <laughs> I had a, something that from what you just said, you um are are you worried that people will disagree when you tell them what you what you're feeling? I don't know. I I think I I can't really articulate it that much. It's just like this 
I, you know, I think a lot of it is like I have that negative thought, like you're you're fucking pathetic or you're fucking stupid for expressing this. Like nobody's interested so, in this. So right? you, you think people are going to either be bored or not. bored, uninterested, um, unrelatable. Uh, uh, lots of things. Just so basically any negative. Can you just let them be? Nope. Let them just do? let them do that. Oh yeah. And just and just say okay, these people are bored with it, but the next group might not be. Just face the reject. Just be like, are they just going to reject it? Yeah. Just... Not not everyone is going to like it. Okay. Yeah, that's actually really simple and good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I just wanted to add, um, I'm by no means a comedy expert, but from a practical standpoint, like maybe just setting small goals, right? Like maybe it's like, I just want to look at one person in the eye for one joke. Like that's my goal for tonight. And maybe the next night it's like, okay, I'm going to look at two people and it's three, but like just setting small goals. Cause if you just base it off of like, I never look at anybody that's so far away, yeah. but if you put like a number to it, I know that helps me when I'm have a goal of my own cool thank you i have one comment if so thanks for sharing all that i really appreciated like that vulnerability and also i think like i don't know i thought it was like funny when you were talking about your mom like i feel like there could like there is that was like really funny and how she's like japanese and christian and also how she like like you stopped going to school because of evolution like i feel like there you could like harp on that like contradiction like you know japanese like the stereotype is you know they really want you to stay in school but yeah so that was definitely a conflict like maybe just like delve into that conflict more like cool christianity kind of took over no yeah there's an irony there that's good yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) thanks yeah. Clap your hands wildly, everybody. Casey Field. Yay. It's therapy. It's joke work. It's joke workshop. Yay. Every Monday, 6 to 8. Uh, hey, I'm excited. We're moving into a max rock block. That's a rock block of max. It's comedic max is here. Turns up to the max. Job rock max here. Mutiny radio job workshop max. I'm sorry. I'm being silly. Uh, hey, thanks everybody for donating your two bucks. It really does help keep the station alive and float. And we really do appreciate it, especially when you get weird free therapy. It's crazy. Uh, and it's all uh, recorded in this podcast. It's available on our website. You guys can always download it. I have you all tagged. Don't worry. It'll be on your page tomorrow. Your next comedian. What a funny guy. You're really going to love him. He's so incredibly likable. Yay. Put your hands together for Max Eddie. Um, you guys, things just aren't going well with me and my girlfriend right now. Um, no, I'm fucking with you. I don't have a girlfriend. Uh, no, that was fun. Fuck, dude. I, honestly, those are conversations that people never have explicitly, but it did feel like we were in rent together right there. Like, we were just doing, like, a little support group. Like, we we were, are all afflicted with the AIDS and... <laughs> We are coming together. You know, that's good. I was in rent, so I can say that, right? That's, is that okay? Um, also, why, let's do this to the side a little bit. Um, okay, yeah, can you guys, okay, I'm going to do uh, a joke I've been doing for a while, but I'm trying to tag it up. So just pretend you've never heard it before, okay? Um, uh, so you guys, I, I don't know if you, any of you know this, but I am bisexual. Um, and I'm, I'm not gay yet. I don't know if you've heard that. That's a joke I've got. But uh, I, uh, I told my sister I was bi, uh, and she said she doesn't believe in someone being bi. She believes you're either like gay or you're straight or 
Okay, as she stop shut the fuck up, George. <laughs> oh yeah. How about okay, here here's a little contract, George. No, shut up, shut up. You can you can say one thing for every laugh you got during your set. Does that sound good? Okay. Uh, I'll keep talking. Nope, that's not <laughs> Go back. It's recorded, so uh, check that out later. Um, now, people are trying to do fucking jokes, man. Stop. Uh, so let's get back into my uh, my sex jokes, everybody. Um, fucking a. Um, so uh, yeah, she believes you're either like gay or you're straight, or as she puts it, you're gay. But she believes in dumb stuff all the time, like um, God. No, that's. <laughs> Oh, that's mean. She doesn't believe in God. But uh, she believes in like personality tests, like Myers-Briggs. Has anyone here taken Myers-Briggs? Like, uh, do you guys like believe in it? Nope. I do. <laughs> okay, Devorah. Uh, this is going to be fun. Uh, what's your, like, what is your, your, your type? Like, what's your Myers-Briggs type? I'm INTJ. INTJ. Is that? Like, introvert, intuitive, thinking, and judging. There's okay, is that, stop it. Um, is that, is that the one that likes kombucha, or like, like, I, I don't remember that one. I gotta, I'll figure out a tag for that. There's, that's fine, but, uh, that's fine. I actually, um, uh, my sister, like, she actually factors that into who she's gonna date. Uh, like, she, so she's an E-N, uh, EFTJ, uh, I think, and uh, her um, her ex Jeff was uh, fuck. What's the one where you cheat? <laughs> um, he was that. He was that one. IMDb. I don't. <laughs> fuck. I don't know. But <laughs> no, she actually. I had to like console her when uh, like her ex boyfriend cheated on her. She was just like, I thought like our our types were supposed to be like 99% compatible. Like, how could this happen? And I was just like, maybe he was like a Virgo. I do you believe in that too? Like, is, does that help? I don't. I'm not good at that stuff, man. People think I have a face like I can help you with relationship problems, and I can't. Um, and I'll write jokes for that later. Um, th okay, there we go. Um, well, okay, I spent um, half my fucking set uh, telling George to shut up, so, um, yeah, that was great. Shut, no, shut, I'll spend the, the last minute of my set telling you to shut the fuck up. People are trying to tell jokes up here, man. God damn it. It's like, we only get fucking 15 minutes a night to do this shit. Like, no one has to hear you talk. You know, if Casey spent the whole time asking a question about, like, how do I just get up here, I'll spend a minute saying, just shut the fuck up, okay? Like, I don't, god damn it, someone's gotta be the one to do it. I, I know I look like the nicest person, like, I look like I'm not gonna be the guy to say that, because I look like an undercover Mormon or something, but <laughs> I'll fucking, I'll tell you to shut up. Like, god damn it, like, just, if you were funny, like, then, yeah. I don't care, no, if he, if he, didn't fucking every single time no fucking Casey's up here fucking bearing his soul and he's just mm, just every time after everything he said it's like let him say his fucking words man let people tell their jokes okay don't I don't need fucking I don't need like critiques but I'm done uh, yeah thanks Elder Eddie everybody give it up for Elder Eddie I actually have I have some good I have some good help you wanted to tag for one of them yeah uh, and it's uh you said, I'd use it as a callback a couple times, you're gay, because it's really funny with the sister yeah. thing and you're gay. And then when you said, what are you, it's ITMJ, 
uh, you're gay. Like that would be funny to <laughs> to do. And as a callback. And then um, if you ever say TJ at the end, like EFTJ, I love Mexico. That place is amazing. Oh, yeah. uh, and you know, uh, maybe if you hadn't gotten TMJ, or if your sister hadn't gotten TMJ from sucking dick, it would have been okay. Or TMJ is the thing with your jaw. Oh, and okay. so there's a thing about like getting jaw clicks. Or I, I would just okay. play with all those silly letters and like things that you could. I feel like there's a ton of tags to put in there with letters that make sounds that can correspond to things that aren't part of it, but why not? Yeah, exactly. I was starting of, to do that with the IMDb. Right, right, right. Just, exactly. And that's yeah. what I got it from is you already said IMDb. So yeah. like yeah, EFTJ, I love Mexico. The donkey show's amazing or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Okay. Good looking out. So you're, you asked like, what's the type that cheats? I just instantly thought like S-L-U-T. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of. I've been, I was trying to figure out like there's a lot of four-letter words that you can do um, to. So yeah, that's that's a good one. I'll like write it down. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. play with letters. Look yeah. first. Look at all the letters that you can become with that silly test, yeah. and then figure out all the other dumb letters that just sort of roll off the tongue, and then you'll have just tons of like matrices to correspond yeah. with. You know. Exactly. Yeah. I love the Myers Briggs premise. It's just like fun because I'm, everybody's taking it. I mean, everyone's taken that test at least once, and so yeah, exactly. Yeah. And everyone like people, people were always like pushing me to take it too. Did you know to take the official Myers Briggs, it costs fifty fucking dollars. Really? Oh. Yeah, Even it costs fifty dollars online, and to get certified to give the test, twenty one hundred dollars for a, a weekend seminar. It's fucking insane, right? Like you can you can take like a which Pokemon are you test on Facebook for free, but <laughs> it's like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's also. Um, so some of these personality tests you see on like Facebook and stuff are a big part of the uh, you know the Cambridge Analytical stuff that's happening. Oh like, no way! Yeah, yeah. Oh so my basically, God, when you take okay, yeah. I'll just tests. I'll take this time to like give you the news now. Wow. Uh, now that I'm not going to get interrupted. Wow. So uh, no, what it is is they'll uh, they'll uh, they were taking like people were taking those tests and then um, back before Facebook started regulating it better, um, you could take one of those tests like fucking what Pokemon are you? And th these companies could not only harvest your data, uh, which you agreed to by signing or accepting their terms and conditions, uh, but they can harvest your friends' data, like anyone in your network. So all they had wow. to do to like get you know, access to so much of your Facebook data, they had like 5,000 data points on every American in the electorate. All they had to do was get a couple hundred thousand people to take those kinds of tests. So, um, oh, that's yeah, awful. So when it's like, which, yeah. which lipstick color should you wear? Something stupid. Shit like, or, yeah. Stupid shit like what that. What kind exactly. of cat are you? Yeah. And I'm just like, how do I, like, I, I want to make that funny and also get to that point, but there's a lot of shit. Like, yeah. that's uh, a great premise though. Yeah. Should, yeah. yeah. Also, I just want to say, I don't know if you, this, it sounded ad libbed, but like the undercover Mormon is just fucking funny. Yeah. I <laughs> thought about it like a year ago and it's fun, but, um, yeah, good looking out. <laughs> You're awesome. Um, I don't know the joke, but I thought it was funny that you were like, maybe he's a Virgo because you were making fun of like all this stupid shit and to believe in like yeah. that. Like, I don't know. I was like, that's interesting though. That's uh, the one thing. Yeah. I was trying to figure out cause, um, I've always thought of Myers-Briggs as like, it feels like, uh, pretentious astrology like it's like oh i've like astrology like got a bachelor's in media studies or something like that's what it always felt like to me yeah so um i should why don't i just say those things i think that's fucking see casey this is what you got to do you just realize you think and you're like oh fuck i have jokes that's cool but um but yeah no i'll i'll play around with that and, and figure it out but yeah thank you guys so much sorry about that, that hey was, no it's yeah. good to be honest max eddie 
And you guys, this is, I mean, we, we create whatever the community is here and however it works. And, you know, we're the ones that tolerate what's here and what's not. So it's good to speak your mind and make this. And as Casey did, you guys can spend your time doing whatever you want. If you ever want to practice an eight minute set, cause you know, it's upcoming. Fuck the comments. I'll just give you eight minutes. You know what I mean? Like this place is for you to work out your shit in other places in front of people that are going to be here and are going to listen and the right people stay and the right people are paying attention to give comments. So like use this space and do that then say things that are bothering you because I mean you can't do it everywhere and brainwash doesn't exist anymore uh, so <laughs> there you go uh, and thanks to you guys for donating two dollars we really appreciate it your next comedian he had a great set last Friday at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse it was great for him to fill in at the last minute and I will finish this Max Rock block to the max by pronouncing his name right everybody put your hands together for Max Moa can he god damn it I can't <laughs> Moa Shani Moa Oh man, I was. I don't have any one, so I was gonna do a five. Mo-a-chanine, but. I don't know. Do you wanna? <laughs> I'm dumb, I'll dumb. give you one more chance, Pam. Do you have, I'll back. Max Mowatchanine. All right. <laughs> but I'm but just for to be clear. I'm good for the next two and a half mics right now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I I, I like math. <laughs> no. Uh, it's cool. Uh, I am excited to be here. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to read. I'm a pretty big fan. Uh, all right, thanks. <laughs> I read so much that I've actually read The Art of the Deal. Like, The Art of the Deal's Donald Trump's autobiography written by Tony Schwartz. <laughs> like, you know when you're like, you've, you've eaten trail mix, but you already picked out all the M&Ms, so all that's left is nuts, and you're like, I guess I'll just eat this, you know? That's, that's where I'm at with books. Uh, the other thing too is like I, I got it from Berkeley Public Library and I requested it be put on hold for me, uh, and like they've they've probably never had that happen before. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I think you can sign up. If <laughs> and uh, <laughs> where was I? No. Uh, but yeah, th- so like I don't know if, like Berkeley's not exactly Trump country, you know. It's like, um, and also like Berkeley Berkeley Public Library. It's it's like one flew over this cuckoo's nest became real. Like, and you can also check that book out at Berkeley Public Library. And if you do, and if you read it before you leave, you feel like you're in the book. It's uh, it's like Jumanji. Um, so then I went to go get it, and like I had to pick it up. And the lady, like the lady, gave me the book, and she just looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, all right, it's a little bit weird, but like, why am I the crazy one? Like the guy behind me is yelling at a bookshelf. He thinks Dewey Decimal's a person that defeated Truman in 1948. <laughs> I saw this lady in the nonfiction section. She was telling all the books to keep it real. She was like, don't be phony like those fiction books. <laughs> she was like, Holden Caulfield's a hypocrite. He keeps calling people phonies, and he's not even real. He's, he's make-believe. Um, I also read that book, The Secret. You get, like, so basically they say, like, oh, if you just visualize something happening enough, it'll happen in real life. But if that were true, a lot of people would have been in porn. <laughs> All right, I, I feel like part of me wants to like call someone out and be like, you would have had sex with a lot of porn stars, but I don't want to call anybody out. I feel bad. <laughs> um, I like uh, I like math, too. I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm enough of a math enthusiast that I insist on referring to the Matrix movie trilogy as the matrices. <laughs> Like, I, uh, like, I'll tell people, like, oh, I haven't seen the second Matrix. I've only seen the first and third matrices. 
That's, I, I missed one. Um, I like to travel too. Like I went to I went to Iceland a year ago, and I flew Wow Airlines. And when I got there, I found out they lost my bag. So I was like, Wow! Like, <laughs> good job, guys. Like, that was the day I found out it's like you pronounce it sarcastically. That's really the only airline you can pronounce sarcastically, right? Like, you couldn't really be like Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, why are you saying it that way? Like, are you implying that we're a different direction? How dare you? It's like, well, I am about to fly from LA to DC. That's northeast. But hey, it's a round trip flight, so catch me, catch me on the way back. I might pronounce it not sarcastically. Um, also, like, I, I went to Lake Tahoe last summer, and uh, I had to buy sunscreen while I was there. So I went to a gift shop, and I found some. I picked it up, I looked at the label, and it said it had the scent of sunshine. And I was like, what does sunshine smell like? I've never, like, I've never gone outside and been like, yeah, that's, that's the good stuff, you know? Or like, hey, it's daylight savings. It's going to smell good for longer now. <laughs> or like, it's, hey, it's an eclipse. Don't sniff directly at the sun. It'll burn your nostrils. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'll finish there. Thanks, everybody. Yay, Max Mawachanine. Yay, yay. I love your book jokes, Holden Caulfield. Anything with that, of course, is wonderful because it is so very nostalgic and lovely. And um, the secret, that was a really cute turn that you said with the porn stars, but then I'd throw in something after that, one of their weird mundane dumb things like, and always hold your gratitude, Rock. Or uh, like okay. one of the things that they are like, uh -huh. and make sure to thank the goddess for positivity and sunshine or whatever. <laughs> like after the porn things, you, you turn it, you turn the subject, the, you, you make it, you know, different. So we expect something different. And then I turn it back. So we know you really did read the secret. Uh, okay, like gotcha. just throw us one of the bullshit. Cause it's, there's so many bullshit things you can pull out of there. Okay. Gotcha. I have a gratitude rock in my pocket actually right now. Okay. <laughs> I can appreciate right that. Right there. <laughs> I would love to see an act out of you calling to put that book on hold. I just oh, think that's a good idea. so funny about <laughs> Uh, you doing that, but yeah, I loved it. Okay, cool, thank you. Oh, right, an act out of that whole thing of yeah. like calling the Berkeley librarian, because what does the Berkeley librarian sound like? Like, she's got to be a piece of work, That's right? Like, this could, be, this could be a lot of fun. <laughs> It'd be like, hello, wait, I have to subdue this homeless man before I answer your phone call. You want the what? <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. That Art of the who? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. There's some stuff there. And what kind of, we've never heard you do act outs because they're usually pretty dry. So to see you have like some, which I think is very funny. And I think that's great about you that you're just like this very, you're funny, but you're dry. But uh -huh. it, to put a little, like to inject some so, strange personality out of nowhere and see what that's like would be, that would be another reversal. Cause we expect you to just be like uh -huh. chill. Okay. Gotcha. So it'll give me more range or something. Yeah. Why not? All right. Cool. Stretch yourself. Other comments? <laughs> yeah, no, you can say good things too. You can be like, oh, that was really great, and that's so funny. Do you um, do you have any upcoming shows anywhere? No, unless somebody no. wants to give me one. <laughs> are you gonna you're gonna go to Edinburgh after this? Uh, or are you gonna go to Mission Hill Saloon? Uh, got canceled. It got canceled. It got canceled. Oh, so we're all gonna go to Mission Hill Saloon. We're all gonna fight each other. Oh, just kidding. Oh, okay. We don't want more people to go. Actually, Angel Weaver's super smart. Keep the keep the open mic secret. Keep them safe. <laughs> don't tell anybody about them unless you're at Mutiny Radio. Uh, hey, everybody, put your hands together for Max. It's a Max. <laughs> 
Crock block. Uh, okay, we have two comedians left, but I'm going to do... I've been wanting to work on a thing, so I'm going to work on it. Uh, yay. Okay, yay me, yay. <laughs> I would give myself money, but I actually don't have any, so <laughs> that would be that would be ironic right there. So I've been wanting to talk about the Bible a lot, and I don't, you know, yeah, who loves the Bible? It's really hard because you, well, you don't know how much, how much, like, research, how deep you should get into it, because when I, I mean, I just read the Bible because I really love studying feminism, and I think it's just such an important text to know how women are supposed to be in the world. I think, like, historically, what a wonderful document to learn how to be a woman. Uh, two amazing books. Actually, before I even get to Esther and Ruth, and wow, what incredible stories. I want to start with the story of Lot. Is anybody familiar with the story of Lot in Genesis? You are? That's so great. Here's the thing. I have no idea how this attunes to feminism or how I'm supposed to be a woman, but wow, it sure talks about women in an amazing way. So uh, Sodom and Gomorrah are kind of like San Francisco, but like old-timey, right? Like they're like lighting candles and like having butt sex all the time and they're like oh they're like loop spit in your butt oh and so these angels come down because god is like uh-uh, i'm not doing it anymore there's one family lot he is totally righteous and awesome so he sends these two angels to go visit lot and the men the people all the people in the city are like knocking down his doors like we want to fuck those guys and he's like you know what no i'm gonna give you my daughters so he sends his two daughters out and god is like i am pleased you didn't have them rape the angels your family gets to be saved but at the same time his daughters are being violated by the whole town. <laughs> Thanks, God. So then they're like, let's leave. Let's pack up our shit. And they're like, don't look back. When we destroy it with hell and brimstone, it's going to be like the best firework display ever, but don't turn around. So he and his two daughters and his wife are running and his wife turns back and turns into a pillar of salt, somehow meaning remembrance or something about thinking about how she was really lustful. I'm not sure what the Bible really means on this one. Not sure. But what I do know is that she's a pillar of salt. And so the two daughters take the dad up into the caves and they think they're the only Jews left in creation. So what do they do? They get their dad fucking wasted and then they fuck him so that they can have babies from their dad because they need to keep the whole Jewish race going. This is in the Bible and I don't know what it means for feminism, but I do know it means something. <laughs> it seems kind of like America right now. Uh, I, no, I have no idea how those two things go together, except that God hates women. <laughs> so there's two other books in the Bible, Esther and Ruth. And wow, Esther, what an amazing story. She saves the whole Jewish people. How? A hot rack and doesn't look Jewy. Absolutely. Her name was Hadassah. They changed it to Esther. Her parents were dead. Her uncle sold her to like a king because she was hot and didn't look Jewy. So great. Not great at puzzles. Not super clever. Hot rack. Not Jewy. Uh, and then the story of Esther, or Ruth. She's great. She's a Sumerian woman, I think, or Syria. I don't know. Somewhere over there. And gets married to a Jew. Isn't that nice? And and then they, he dies, and then the mother-in-law's like, let's go back to Israel. I can't go on my own. And she's like, okay, I'll go with you. And she's like, oh, it's a beautiful story of love. And she's like, hey, go fuck the old guy, the rich one, the fat rich one. And she's like, oh, okay. And she lays at the feet of Boaz for three days, which like in the Bible is like, oh, oh I think they were getting it on. And then there's a whole verse where the guy is like, I am old and fat. Why not marry one of my younger brethren? And she's like, because I listened to my mother-in-law and married the old rich fat dude. So what do we learn from the Bible? 
hot rack, don't look chewy. Listen to your mother-in-law all the time. And um, something about letting your daughters get raped by the town. I'm not sure like how God is involved in that. And uh, okay, so those were the jokes I wanted to tell about the Bible. Yay! <laughs> My question is, it's too much Bible all at once. Yeah, because people aren't interested, and there's, I have to give too much. Like, I try to give just enough background, but we get lost. The lot thing, I need actual jo- I mean, I think the thing is funny enough on its own, just because it's like this is, I'm telling the actual story that's in the Bible, and I think that's funny, but it's too much exposition. Yeah? Everyone's just shaking their head. Yeah. Well, I think maybe, like, because you're doing, I don't know, we can, see, you told, like, three different stories that are very packed. Like, I, yeah, I think if you could do, like, a seven-minute set on lot, because that story in itself is funny. Right. So, yeah, trying to pack it all together is impossible. It's just too much exposition, and, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But so I'm, but I'm, 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 I'm straight on with it. But, and, but you weren't even interested in, you know, about the Bible. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah I'm I've been trying to make that funny for a while and I just kind of by telling the story but the the Esther and Ruth thing I used to have is a much longer thing but I just compacted it because I'm concerned about giving too much history and if it's enough history but if it's not funny I mean I have all kinds of other things to talk about about feminism I'm just trying to like do the I just I happen to have a lot of biblical knowledge so I like to use it Right. I know the Bible gets boring too. No one wants a sermon. I mean, <laughs> even when you go to church, you still don't want a sermon. You like want your pastor to be humorous <laughs> or whatever. I don't, I haven't been to church in a long fucking time. I have no idea what that's about. Okay. Well, thanks guys. Yay. <laughs> All right, your next comedian. Uh, it is hard to read his first name, but I'm going to try it. Uh, Arjula Shanker! Yeah. What was that? <laughs> is that one free? No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I always feel bad uh, whenever I go to these open mics, they'll get to my name, and it's like just like a deer in headlights. They're like... Uh, just startled almost haven't pronounced it no it's uh, it's Aditya Shankar um, but I'll, I'll put it in um, now so you guys probably already heard all this stuff but I'm gonna I'm still trying to work out kinks so I'm gonna go for it uh, I feel like everyone around here I guess in general is really trying to maximize their productivity these days right like people don't want to be wasting any time whatsoever should always be conquering the world 
Which is why I don't really understand all the animosity towards Muni, right? Like, do you realize how much you can get done on a three-stop Muni ride? It's like, I watch a season of The Wire, teach myself Mandarin, and then forget Mandarin before I get to work every morning, right? <laughs> like, the other day, between Powell and Montgomery, I saw a receding hairline. And it's not like I saw a guy with the receding hairline. I literally saw that hairline take a step back, you know? If physically aging on your commute every morning isn't productivity, then I don't know what is, right? I mean, you can just check that box off for the day. Aging, done. No. And like when you're on there, you can always see, you can always kind of tell who reads those productivity, like self-help books, right? Because it'll be just the go-getter just taking his morning dump on the train, right? <laughs> right. Um, I mean, that guy is not wasting any time, right? Yeah. And if you guys have never been on Muni with someone taking a dump, then you've never been on Muni before. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Garfield established this real misconception that Mondays are the worst day of the week, right? Uh, and I gotta respectfully disagree with our 20th president on this one, right? Like, Mondays aren't that bad. Wednesdays are the hardest day of the week, right? Monday and Tuesday, you're, basically every other day of the week, your conversation topics with your coworkers are just scripted, right? You've got like, oh, how was your weekend? Oh, any plans this weekend? And then Wednesday arrives and it's like an improv class. It's like, uh, uh, um, and then you start talking about like the current events, right? Like the fact that it's Wednesday. It's like, uh, can't believe it's Wednesday already. And I'm like, I mean, I can't believe they're making a Toy Story 4. I can't believe Jay-Z did that to Beyonce. And I certainly can't believe it's not butter. But the fact that it's Wednesday is not the craziest thing I've heard this week, you know? <coughs> but I'm being harsh, I'm being harsh. Like, on Wednesday, your coworkers will also really open up to you about their, like, deepest feelings and emotions, right? I'll be like, it feels like a Friday to me, you know? <laughs> And now that it feels like a Friday, you can get back on script, right? So, any plans this weekend? <laughs> um, I feel like everyone's into dating apps these days as well, right? And my thing is, I don't feel that strongly about any of them, you know? I mean, I like Twitter as a friend, but I don't know if I'm ready to take that relationship to the next level, you know? Like, let's take things, like, take things slow. No, I did get on a couple of dating apps recently, and it, uh, it's been tough because my friends were like, you really want to be transparent on there, right? Be, be true to yourself. And so I put on there, not monogamous. Uh, and I was like, because I mean, you got to be ogamous to at least be monogamous, right? Like you can't be like, there's like if you're not like, uh, what's like, what's the zero gamous or whatever, non-gamous? Non I don't even know if I'm using the roots correctly, but yeah. It also might have something to do with like, I also, my, and then my friends were like, oh, you want to have really good photos on there. Make sure there's no, uh, like other people aren't in your photos, right? So I replaced all my photos with images of the mystery box from Mario Kart. Uh, and I was like, well, this will be better, right? Because now it's like the girl's like, please be a blue shell. Please be a blue shell. And down they see my profile, right? All right, I think that's all, all I got, guys. Thanks a lot. Aditya Shankar! Comments, comments, comments! Comments! That was really good. I really enjoyed that. Um, 
so the the product the pooping joke is super funny and then the first joke where it's like the three-stop thing where you say about the muni but then the, the the receding hairline is just the same joke uh again though right because it's it's that it takes a long time yeah, yeah. i mean i guess that is hyperbole which is a thing that people do so that's a you know it's a reasonable strategy it didn't my personal opinion is it did not connect with me but that was, you know, how long? I don't, is it, how long have you been doing stand up for? Like, like four months. That, yeah, you're really. That's really like I didn't write a good joke for like six months. So like this is that's quite impressive. Yeah, thanks a lot. And it's funny when you talk about someone's receding hairline because you have so much hair that <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it'll idea. never, <laughs> your hairline will never recede. So the concept that you're actually even looking at it on someone else, like this is a problem you don't and will never have. <laughs> like you're not even, you have a big full hair. So is it like, as in like it's. Like in is it in like insensitive to people with the well, hair? Well, I mean, it's almost like it's almost like you're punching. It's, it's like you're punching down, but you don't even know it because it's oh, like those okay. poor guys that have receding hairline. Interesting. But it, you have a lot of hair. Like yeah, I never even thought thick, about that. Thick, luscious, you know, locks. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the the uh, um, the coworker conversation, the scripted conversation with coworkers, is like that's a great premise. Yeah. And I, I was thinking, um, like, uh, like I was, I was like, fuck, why night thing? that like that's that's great i was actually hoping for like something like maybe like a dialogue or something like a like a an actual not an actual but like some kind of conversation like some something kind of mean in that particular dynamic. i don't know why i, I want yeah something I, I also have this thing where i'm like you just say oh how was your weekend as you nod along without listening kind right of i've tried that and yeah. when you get to wednesday you can pick up like something else like did you see that cat video on you <laughs> like like wednesday right. all you can do is like talk about cats or right. unicorns poo like right. what dumb banal thing do you pull out of the internet to wave in your colleague's face on a Wednesday right, but then right. you get to the Friday it's like a Friday and then like yeah. that's funny because it's just that whole cycle but right. I'd put something in there that's just mundane like that everyone loves like the puppy live feed or right. you know yeah, like cat, something about cats cool yeah awesome. awesome thanks thanks so much everyone clap your hands together everybody for Itchia Shankar Tonight, we got an Indian rock block, but I know how to pronounce his name. Clap your hands together for Arjun Banerjee. That's right. Oh, my goodness. All right. Here, what? I was diagnosed as bipolar recently, and it took, I've been going to therapy. Oh, you put the dollar, two dollars in? Okay. Alrighty then. This better be worth two dollars, you guys. So laugh really loud, even if you don't like it. Uh -huh. um, anyway, so I was diagnosed with bipolar. I've been going to therapy for about a year and a half, and I think it took my therapist so long to realize I was bipolar uh, because I would often go in and be like, oh, I'm sad, or ah, oh, my parents. But I never went and was like, ah, oh, you know, doc, sometimes I'm just really, really happy. <laughs> yeah. Never got to the mania part of that. That took a while for me to really reveal and like open up and like, you know, I'm happy sometimes. Can we fix that? Um, the thing is though, so I am going to have to go on mood stabilizers. And what mood stabilizers are is it's paying someone $200 a month to always feel like you just ate at Denny's. Um, but uh, I would say, I, what I, I did say, like, oh, Doc, I'm happy, but that's not quite it. It's like, what if someone were just, ran were just at, like, random intervals, blow cocaine into your face? Um, and for a while, I just thought that was the normal human experience, but I have recently learned 
that people have to buy cocaine to get that. Um, but then they get to choose when to do it. So I'm not a, I'm not a, but no, it's, it's, it's not fun. I like when I'm depressed, I'm like, man, I want to kill myself. And then when I'm manic, I'm like, man, I want to kill myself, but on a skateboard. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, ooh, what have I killed myself? Anyways, um, what are my other jokes about that? Here's an unrelated joke that makes me deeply unlikable. Um, <laughs> I dealt, I dealt with a lot of bullying in high school because I bullied a lot of kids. Um, uh, okay, see? Anyways, no, but my therapist, my therapist also, also, he also di diagnosed me as a, uh, he said I was a narcissist, which means a doctor got to know me, looked at me, and then diagnosed me as an asshole. <laughs> I have the met the collective wisdom of 3,000 years of Western medicine was like, yo, dude, you suck. <laughs> so that's something interesting. Um, you guys ever worry? I when I'm is that the end of my? What is it? Is that the end of my? Oh. Oh, here's one. No, but recently I've not been suicidal, but what is it when you want to attempt suicide and then survive for the attention? <laughs> I'm whatever that is. Okay, well, that's the end of those uh, mental health jokes. So it's going to get much more mundane. So we good? You guys ever, when I'm at the gym, I'm always worried people are judging me because I am judging the fuck out of everyone there. Oh, thought that was. Do, do you guys not do that? Is that a me thing? No. No, right? Because everyone's weird. Like, I see your made up exercises. <laughs> That's. Not, okay. I thought that would be good. Um. What else? No, I'm not going to do that joke. Oh, you know what I saw? I recently, I actually, my mom died when I was really young. Uh, she, I was like three, and so I, I didn't really remember what she looks like. And I recently saw a picture of her for like the first time in a really long time. I was like, damn, I'm really hot for what I was given to work with. Because uh -huh. she looked like a goblin. Uh -huh. Just a big old uggo. Uh, but I, you know, I'm a solid, solid hottie. Okay, I'm done. Uh -huh. Jen, you get to stay up there. Stay up there. No, no, no. It's okay. We have time. Uh, so, we definitely have time. so first of all, uh, what you were—the technical term—is suicidal ideation, Ugh. and it's pronounced weird. It's not idealization, but it's suicidal ideation, and it's thinking about suicide because you want to have it turn out in this sort of idealized way that you. I feel like you can call back to narcissism a bunch of times at the end with all of those jokes where you're like, I'm better looking and my mom's a troll. <laughs> that I'm a narcissist. I feel like you can call back to narcissism a lot. And I applaud you for doing more personal stuff. Um, you always, you said you always ate at Denny's and I don't get it because it's good because it makes you feel full. I don't understand why the Denny's line is, I don't understand what Denny's is to you. I need like a qualifier there. Uh, well, is it because it's two, three or four dollars and you well, can eat or? I guess the idea is that it's like a mediocre restaurant yeah. and so when you eat there you feel like, like just very fine. You know, you, you know, when I, you go to Denny's, it's just like, oh, okay. And then you leave. So it, but, oh, right. So I didn't understand how that had to do with happiness. Cause I was like, and then you said cocaine buys. And I was like, what? And then I was like, well, maybe when you buy the cocaine, you do it in the bathroom at Denny's. Maybe that's why Denny's can be fun. I was just confused. I didn't know what was going on there. Uh, oh, okay. but then also the skateboarder joke was great about, All right. that was very funny. 
yeah. I was gonna say, um, oh, I have a couple. I have a couple notes. Uh, one, <laughs> have you? You know how some people will have like a catchphrase. I oh, think yeah. you should just like <laughs> once, probably every two or three minutes in your set. Well, if you're doing an hour, like once every two or three minutes, uh, you just say, I'm a narcissist. <laughs> just like that. I feel like all my jokes essentially say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like that's the theme of there my personality. Yeah, but the, um, but the, uh, the reason the gym joke didn't work is it had the same structure as the bullying joke. And so there ah. wasn't a misdirect there. Um, I fucking love the bipolar joke. That first one was so goddamn good. Did you just write that? Or have you been working? I wrote that on Monday. That shit's. I got my diagnosis on Monday. There we go. But no, that shit's. It's fucking hilarious. But um, like on a serious note though, like um, don't do a serious note in front of everyone. Well, no, it's it's like it's fine. We've you weren't here earlier. We had some serious okay. notes. Um, but you don't. You honestly don't need any one joke to be deeply unlikable. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's like, so sweet. Funny. Yeah, that is. Oh. No, uh, it's you uh, just ooh, you have it. You were gonna say something about like oh. It was, <laughs> Okay, that no, it's fucking, serious, but it was like, great. it's not. No, it's it's chill, dog. Okay. I just want to say, Arjun, like, I've seen you do comedy for a long time, and I just want to let you know, I actually really enjoy your stage presence now. Oh. Oh, now. Hell yeah. Ah! Hey, guys. Who says you practice? Used to you you worked like your work your way like, fucking into it, man. You used to be nervousy and kind of shit, and then you look yeah. so much more relaxed. Like, you don't give two fucks about what any of these dickheads have to say to you and what about that you. That is not accurate. I all... <laughs> It's what I value all of your opinions. No, 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 no. It's what I'm saying. It's what you look like. It's not what you might feel like. But you certainly have the uh, the swagger for for uh, like a professional comedian. For a much more attractive Indian. And I think it's really good. Really good looking. Really good looking. I know he hates everything I have to say, but I just want you to know that I think it's pretty. I think you look very cool. Like after all these fucking like I've seen you for like three fucking years, man. Like you look cool now, man. Yeah, like it, like it's awesome. So I just want to let you know, man. Like that's it. Fuck off, laugher. <laughs> I'm very new to comedy, and uh, oh. this is my third day. And I really respect the way you express yourself and be brave and like. <laughs> brave. Uh, that's right. Just say like. Doesn't need to be funny if I'm brave. There we go. <laughs> every every joke has the part of the truth. Me like. Uh, I, I'm religious, I'm a Muslim, and I find it like really brave to express those like, you know, mentals, my issues, mm-hmm. and just reveal myself, open myself, be more open. I really respect that man, like you're awesome. I just, I just respect oh, okay. that man, thank well, you. thanks, that actually means a lot. Thanks. Yay, clap your hands together. Respect him with your clapter. Everybody, Arjun, Banerjee. Oh wait, silent. it's Cassandra. Wait, Cass has something to say. I'm sorry, Cass has something to say. I just had one more, one more comment. The awkward silence when you were talking about judging people at the, the gym, I kind of actually liked it, and it would kind of be good if you like then judged people in the audience. Mm, yeah. asshole. Okay, yeah. You are an asshole. Yeah, you have a flat butt. Your left boob is bigger than your right. Everybody, Arjun Banerjee! I would love it if someone was like, your left boob is bigger than your right. Like, that is the weirdest <laughs> nag I think you could ever hear. Uh, your last comedian of the night, he didn't sign up, but he's the guy who was just talking who's super new. I don't know his name, but we know he's a Muslim. Clap your hands wildly for this guy. Hi, my name is Ali, and I'm from Kazakhstan. Thank you so much. This is my third day. I actually decided that the being comedian is my dream. Yeah. yeah. 
It's all started when I decided to go back to religion and change myself, change my bad habits, and instead gaining good habits. It's what, it was very, you know, it was very, very hard. Um, I came to school, and my teacher says, Ali, there's something changed in you. And I said, I quit smoking. She says, no, there is something more. I said, I quit eating chocolate. And she says, no, there is something more deep inside you changed. And I said, I got back to being religious. I'm a Muslim. And she says, why? Why? You were so much fun before. Like, I, I, I loved you being yourself. But now you have these frames kind of thing. You're trying to look like a prophet. You're kind of trying to be this pure, innocent thing. You were poor. I like the way you were. You know, I have a Meisner teacher in Academy of Art University. I'm about to graduate my MFA program. Thank you. And um, last, last year, my Meisner teacher told me, when you come to God, God won't tell you. You know, why weren't you Moses? He never tells that. He will tell you, why weren't you Ali? <laughs> and, you know, um, I had this like seven posts for the last 18 hours. So the, the, the previews of the fourth post was something like that. I came back to the face, faith and I started to change myself. And I found out my true self in comedy. Right. And uh, I just want to say, um, you know, like how it feels like when you start to change and you're walking on the street. It feels like the whole city changed, <laughs> right? Feels like your worldview matches with everyone's worldview. Whenever you smile, everyone's smiling. Whenever you're happy, feels like everyone is ready to shake your hand about the thing someone said about the secret, right? Well, there is a lot of opinions, but mine, <laughs> mine, <laughs> my opinion is that, okay, this microphone going down, down, down. Okay, I'm going up, all right. All right, so, um, the secret is, we might think that at the end, we will face ourselves in the mirror. But I would say, we would face the things we've done. I mean, don't we? <laughs> uh, I feel like I don't know answer, you know? Someone said, like, I know that I don't know anything. So I would say just keep up in the comedy and love yourself. Um, don't, don't read books. No, it's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't read books. And I love conversations, I love comedy. Guys, keep up. You, you are great, just know that. And you know, sometimes you can take the water in the glass, say five good words, drink it. Just believe it, the good things happen after you say it's good, thank you. Yay, Ali! Good things happen when you say they do, yay! Thank you for your money, yay! Thank you. Comments and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We give you comments. Hey, I think it's really interesting that your very first joke, you have a great structure. You went one, two, three, and the punchline was that you're a Muslim. I thought you were totally on the right track because people right now, it's so pregnant in everything that, like, Muslims, that's weird and crazy. But, like, you're, no, seriously. Also, I think that it's really neat that you're getting an MFA in religion. Religion is an art. That's funny to me. It's not a science. It's in acting. Oh, in acting. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought acting you were getting film. an MFA in religion. And I was going to be like, <laughs> religion is an art? That's hilarious. 
Yeah. Um, and then you said something about Muslim worldview, but then you didn't. I feel like you're only in it for three days, but where I would focus your writing time is like what being a Muslim is like in what's happening right now. Because this is a perspective that none of us have really heard, and I don't hear this on stage. So it's unique as uh, somewhere to go with comedy because we don't. And you started it. You did a. You did a. You did one, two, and then your punchline on your first joke was "I'm Muslim." So you're setting yourself up for it, and I just think it's a really interesting and unique new situation of premises that none of us know about because I don't think any of us are Muslim. Anybody? Everyone seems to be atheist around here. <laughs> Thank you. But, um, so yeah, it's a great place to start writing. Uh, other other comments for Ali, our new friend? Three days into comedy. whoop to do He's loud. He's doing microphone stuff. That's super fucking fun and I hope you do it more. I hope I see you next week. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so... You're getting an MFA in acting? Where are you getting your MFA in acting from? Academy of Art University. Oh, wow. So what was the last play you were in? Almost Maine last year. What, what, what was it called? Uh, Almost Maine. Almost Maine is the name of a play. I didn't yeah. even, I've never heard of it. It was like a Harold Pinter. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Everything seems to be Pinter. <laughs> India Inc. or whatever he does. Cool. Um, can I say hi to my teacher? Oh, my gosh. Totally. Yeah. Okay. And promote any shows that are happening right now. Sorry. At Academy of Art, whatever you want, dude. Yeah, uh, we just have. Um, so at the end of this semester, we have this musical code uh, called um, Lousy Chaperone, and my friend E Ren from China is going to perform. He's really funny. Uh, he's gay, and um, I don't find any obstacles because I would say he's the one of the person who understands me more and we respect each other so sincere kind um, I want to say hi to my teacher Peter Gray Lewis he's amazing the best Meisner teacher and oh my to my oh my god yeah and to my teacher uh, Lena Hart for Alexander Techniques I just love Academy of Art it's the best university in my point of view but let's be real it's my point of view thank you yeah <laughs> Put your hands together for Ollie. Oh wait, just uh, Angela. Oh, Angela, Angela Weaver. Yay! Hey everybody. Uh, before we're all done, does anybody want to say shows that they're in upcoming again? We have five minutes left in the podcast. If you'd like to get up on stage and talk about any upcoming shows you have, we can just run through it. Um, again, listen to Cassandra Inglesby on Sunday, FCC Radio, from noon to two with Luke Sawyer. Sorry, what's his name? Sir. Sour. 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 Yeah, sweet. And um, go see Angel um, at on the 13th at uh, Milk Bar and then at Cobbs on the 22nd. We've got Casey Fields. He's going to say some stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm just playing. Um, no, it's cool because it's like my second book show ever. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to be playing at uh, Simple Pleasures Cafe on Tuesday, April 3rd. Sweet. It starts Simple at 8.30. Pleasures. Come on down. It'll be fun. 8.30 free show? I'm not sure. They never sure. actually told me. All right. Well, cool. <laughs> Simple Pleasures. Go see Casey Fields. Yeah. Thank you. Anyone else? Uh, listen to Flat Black Plastic every Saturday from noon to 2. It's my favorite show on the station. All he plays is vinyl. Every week is amazing. Go into his index because every single one of them is unique and insane and incredible. So if you want to have your mind blown and just listen to the badass shit, it's super. They're children to him every week. Flat Black Plastic here. Look in the index at mutinyradio.fm. Anything else from anybody? 
Are we all good? Hey, thanks um, thanks to Jonathan for being over here making the new night playlist and to everybody who came tonight. Uh, hey, everybody, go do your jokes somewhere else. Yay! <laughs> Why do you insist on nothing the life ring out of me? Yes, I know you're the person, the person that took time with me. Just give you the right to expect your life from Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. district in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. 
yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy, Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. 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 You have to do it fast. Okay, all right, fast. Okay, one more time. We got to go back to the first one, though. Oh, God, okay. You don't remember what O's all about. All right, let's do the first one. Ready? L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. underscores. You know, I love going to restaurants downtown, turning your frown around, and like everybody, falls countdown. <laughs> hey, I'm ready to crumba. Now let's watch a full-length
W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Ready to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let's do it. Let's do it. And you know what? Let us. Let's include the audience. Hello, audience. We want to watch a full-length movie that's on YouTube with you right now. So we want you to get your YouTube ready. We're going to mute it. You're going to listen to us and watch the movie at the same time. How cool is that? Right now, we're on mutinyradio.fm, as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We just followed What's Really Happening with Luke Sayer. Awesome show. Yeah. Carl, We we he's killing us. He's doing a great <laughs> job. Uh, yeah, check out mutinyradio.fm. It's a website. It is also an internet radio. You can check out their schedule. You can check out live shows. You can even donate with a donation yeah, button. you can even donate. Yeah, and there's Venmo, there's Patreon, there's GoFundMe, whatever you prefer. Just give money to the station. Keep it going. Ooh, the Comedy Festival is coming up, the 7th Annual. I'm going to get a new t-shirt. October. October. Uh, and we are also a podcast, but you have to follow us by our acronym, which I said up front, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's right. YouTube is Y-T. And you can also find us on YouTube itself where we do Carl syncs up the movie for you and you can subscribe at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Carl, what is the movie this week? Today it's a switcheroo and I love that because I get a week off. It is Mazes <laughs> and Monsters, 1982. Oh, 1982. <laughs> oh, Mazes and Monsters. Right. Mazes and Monsters. Oh, Mazes and Monsters. Let's see. It's A-N-D. It's not ampersand. So it's Mazes <clears throat> and Monsters, 1982. The channel we like, like is TV Fanatic. There'll be a bunch of channels. Pick TV Fanatic. Yeah. And when you press play, you might get an ad right away. So go to it, press play, watch that ad, get past it, pause, slide it back to zero, zero, zero. Carl is speaking truth. Truth bombs have been dropped. You might get an ad. Let it play. But make sure you do hit that timer to zero, zero, zero for TV Fanatic's copy of Mazes and Monsters. Well, we're very excited. Carl actually produces the show. He did the theme song up front. I did the research this week. I gave Carl a break. But one of the great features Carl does is he talks to a celebrity comedian. And we're going to hear it up front right now. And that celebrity comedian is going to give you a celebrity comedian countdown. And when that celebrity comedian says go, we want you to hit go on the movie and we'll kick it off. But first, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown. This time with... Dan Collins! Welcome, Dan! Hey! Now, you're a comedian out there, and we've seen each other a lot of times. Maybe Scotty's open mic or whatever. But one time you were, was it King of the Mountain? Was it Late Night with Anthony Quinn? The, the booker got a good look at you and said, I want this guy. He gave you a guest spot. I'm sure it's going to lead to more. Were you excited about that? Yeah, most definitely. It was it was uh, Anthony Quinn. I did really good on late night with Anthony Quinn, and he booked me, and I opened up for uh, Coleman Green. Right, right, yes, right. Funny guy, yeah. Now, who are your influences? I see you like behind you there, Eddie Murphy. I see Richard Pryor. No. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are the ones. Those who the guys who I study the most. Now, you're a veteran, right? Does that influence your comedy at all? I, I, I don't remember a veteran's bit. No. <laughs> that doesn't, uh, 
I haven't wrote any jokes about. Uh, no, I I do have one joke about being a veteran, but um, I'm still working it out because it's you know, I, I want to deliver it. Mm-hmm. The, the, <laughs> I don't want it to be a hard. It's supposed to be a joke, not a hard story. So. <laughs> <laughs> Now you were on a webisode, a we, no, a web series called Emmy Nominated. I didn't even know the Emmys considered web series. You know, uh, tell me about. I didn't. I didn't know that either until until it happened. Tough until, luck. Until we got nominated, um, it was just a, something that um, I I was scrolling on Instagram. And they, I noticed that they were having auditions, so I went out to New York, Manhattan, and it was in the YouTube building in um, Manhattan, and I auditioned for a part. And um, I was just instead of being the character they were asking me to be, I, I was myself. I, I was just, I just uh-huh. went as. I had them all laughing. I had the panel of judges laughing, so they was like, "We're gonna, we're well, gonna that really work. <laughs> we're gonna book this guy hard." <laughs> and um, it, it was cool. I I didn't know it was a uh, a web series was that serious until I got the email saying, "Hey, we got Emmy nominated," and I and I was at work. I was like, "What is this a joke?" <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know it was that serious. Yeah, that's terrific. And it's great that you, you know, went in and were yourself and they were, they, they liked you so much that it ended up there. Now that's not your biggest credit. That is not your biggest credit. Now you have got a TikTok channel. It's one word called just laugh 100, just laugh 100. How many people follow you? I have 421,000 followers. No, really, not even a half million. <laughs> not, almost. By the, summer, by the summer is over, I'm hoping to have a half million before the summer lets out. That would that that would be great. I mean, this is a big credit. I mean, that's you must have some funny material. You know, people yeah. following you. How often are you posting? When I, see what happened. I started I started my TikTok account during COVID. And it was the perfect time to start one because we couldn't go to Scotty's. We couldn't go to no comedy club. Um, the, the gyms were closed. The parks were closed. Like every outlet that I had was taken away. So um, I, I didn't even do, I did like one Zoom uh, open mic. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't the same. It wasn't the same energy. So I was like, eh, this is not working. Yeah. Started a TikTok account. I just jumped on TikTok. Um, I started off like everybody else. I started lip syncing the, you know, the videos, the the voiceovers and all of that. Um, and then uh, I did that for a little while. And then I started, something clicked in and said, you know what, why don't you do your own comedy up there? Why don't you try that? Something, a light bulb went off. You made your own outlet. I, I Yeah, I created an outlet and I started 
putting my own content up there, and I noticed people were lip syncing me now. Oh, that's <laughs> I was, flattery. I was like, holy shit. And, and then what made my page really take off, I started doing animal voiceovers. Uh-huh. Like Tony Baker. I don't know if you know him. But uh, I started doing the animal voiceovers, and my page skyrocketed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ask you how people find you out there on the internet and social media. But this is the one to go to, right? We're trying to get to that half million mark here. It's yeah. called... Just Laugh 100, and that's one word on TikTok. So I, I'm going to subscribe myself now that we just, you got one more person now that you've had this interview. Oh, okay, how can people find Tough Love? What channel do they go to on YouTube? Yeah, they can go on YouTube and, and um, type in Tough Love. It, it did get picked up by a network, but I don't know offhand yeah. what network it got picked up on. Um, but they can <clears throat> they can find it on YouTube. Okay, just look for Tough Love, Tough yeah. Love. Okay, and also uh, now on Facebook, you're Daniel Collins, C O L L I N S. Daniel Collins. What about TikTok? Uh, what about Instagram? And maybe you do Twitter. Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Just Laugh. The word, the, the number one, and the word hundred. Just Laugh. The number one. Number one, and then H U N R. Okay, hundred. Hundred. Just laugh. Number one, the word hundred. Okay, Dan Collins. Now, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So they must press play at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. That's what you're here for. Why don't you go ahead from three and give us Dan Collins, that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two, one, go. Well, thank you very much, celebrity comedian. That was pretty cool. Uh, we're going to start a movie. Carl, it's a Carl Lorimar film. Yes, uh -oh, spelled wrong. Spelled wrong. Rona Jaffe's Mazes and Monsters. This is based on a... Uh, we want to hear the uh, TV reporter is going to give us the plot up front. But we start with in media res, at the scene of the crime. There's a crime, Carl. Or, right? Why else would you have all these people here? So many fire trucks and police cars. Yeah, it starts off with a bang. This was a CBS TV movie. It was December 28th, 1982. It came out. My, my father's birthday, my son's birthday. Oh, how interesting. How cool is that? So yeah. what a birthday treat for both your unborn and your dad in 82 <laughs> when this came out. Sorry, so we start off. Okay, so we're going to start a TV reporter. So the cops talking to the reporter. It's a game of mazes and monsters. It got kind of out of hand. Okay, I got to go. We got a live report. All right, get a seat of crime. Give me the microphone. All right, <clears throat> ready? Roll Here's on. the storyline. Roll. Why? Eat mom. Dungeons and Dragons. Of invented terrorists. The point of the game is to amass a fortune uh -huh. without being killed. Uh -huh. It's kind of a psychodrama, you might say. You might say. Where these people mm -hmm. deal with problems. Hard to believe Steve Allen would do this part. <laughs> but in this case, there might be a loss of distinction. I'm Steve Allen. Reality. 
and fantasy, and possibly the murder. loss of life in the process. Oop. If I can Whoa. see that with another live report. We'll be back. All right. I love how he ends it with, we'll be back in three minutes with a live report. What else do you possibly need to say that I have to sit through three minutes worth of commercials? Grand so, Central Station. Yeah, so this is New York City. This is a, there's no Jersey in this, but there's tons in New York and upstate, but I think it's all Twin Canada. Towers. It's a little soon. Oh, Twin Towers? It's, yeah. Oh, you know, if you have the Twin Towers in the first act, it shows up in the third act. We'll, we'll have plenty more. <laughs> that is a rule. Yeah. Oh, we so our cast is four people. As you saw, the elephant in the room is Tom Hanks. He made this movie right after uh, Wizard Buddies got canceled. Oh, okay. And uh, it's right before Splash. So this is a weird period for him, right? The, he hasn't unleashed it. Right. But the other people in this movie we all know, and Wendy Carlson, I'll be talking a lot about. And Susan Strasberg, isn't that like Lee Strasberg's daughter, the famous actor? I don't know. I wouldn't know. You would, you would figure that, that. Oh, wait a minute. We switched the room. You, I did the research. <laughs> well, all right. So this is based. I read the novel uh, like 40 years ago. Ronan Jaffe. Ronan Jaffe is a great writer. You did? Yeah, I did. Well, you know what? It was a paperback in a beach house. I was, I think Taylor, the friend had a beach house in Jersey Shore. I went over and I read the book in an afternoon. Uh, it's Very basically. Nice. Yeah. So in 1978, they found a uh, University of Michigan student dead in like a cavern, and he was known to play Dungeons and Dragons. This is based on a real kind of? It's kind of like urban legend, like kind of a, a story. Uh, and he, you know, there was a hysteria about Dungeons and Dragons. He committed suicide for whatever reason. Okay. And uh, so Rona Barrett allegedly was inspired uh, by that story. No, aspired. No, and aspired means you strive to. She was inspired, but aspired. Inspired. She's aspired by true events. German he, World this War. This is JJ, right? This is Chris Makepeace, the actor 